everyone, it's Maria here. And on behalf of Simon and I, I'd just like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Before we get into things, I just want to let you know that this is only part of our online mini service. To check out the full service and find out more about Everyone Church, head to our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the full service. But for now, let's get into the podcast. Well, first of all, I know we've said it many times in this service already, but happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. Shout out to all you dads, including myself, fist bump to myself. Happy Father's Day. Uh, And this is our first Father's Day as Everyone Church, which is exciting. Uh, Very, very exciting. Uh, And there's so much we could say about fathers on Father's Day. Um, But I just want to mention that I know um, days like this, and Mother's Day is is this is similar. Um, they can be uh, hard days for some people. Uh, for some, it's a reminder of a father we've lost, or um, a reminder of a father we never had, or a reminder of the desire to be a father that just hasn't happened yet. Or even for some, it's a reminder of a father who. Um, wasn't a good person, mistreated us, uh, um, and and broke trust with us. But as we share today, um, let's just be prayerful and mindful of each other. And our our heart is not to uh, poke at wounds today or remind you of something that you don't have. Uh, And some of our deepest wounds um, come from people in our lives who are in places of trust uh, and authority um, and people who were meant to protect us and didn't. Uh, And in many ways, the closer we are to people, um, the more opportunity there is for hurt. Uh, But on the flip side, there is also great opportunity for faith, hope, building up, love. Um, And you are not your father. You know, you are a child of God. Uh, You may have inherited traits from your father, uh, but your identity in Christ is a child of God. And um, for me personally, I have a great dad. I love my dad. He's a legend, absolute legend. And but I've met many people, uh, particularly in my years as a high school chaplain. At one point, I was a chaplain of three public high schools at the same time, dealing with thousands of students throughout the week. And it was an amazing six, seven years of my life. Um, but also it was very challenging because I, I met many, many young people and teachers as well. And, and like fellow staff members who had huge family wounds. Um, one, I remember one student um, would be locked out of their house uh, on the regular uh, uh, at nighttime in the winter because dad was out at the pokies and wouldn't have let them be home alone. So locking them outside was a better option. And it's just craziness, right? And I I knew many students who had uh, fathers who committed suicide, fathers who left when they were young, fathers who um, were abusive in in terrible ways. Uh, And in in many ways, we have multiple fatherless generations represented around us. Uh, And it really is an epidemic of fatherlessness And father wounds are not easily overcome, but what we are trying to do today is encourage one another. And 
we're trying to achieve a few things. One is we want to focus on our Heavenly Father and how good He is and love and honor Him and praise Him and thank Him. And we want to focus on, on Him. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba, Father. And that word Abba is an Aramaic word which is translated to Father. Uh, but contextually, it's a close word. It's like um, the kind of, you know, different people have different wor- things. Some people call their dad Papa. Some people call their dad, Dad. Uh, but that, that word Abba uh, in context is meant to be a close word, meaning uh, that God our Father is not this distant Father that we're so reverent of. We just, you know, we bow to him. No, no, no. he's a close Father. And he wants us to know that he is close, that we can, because he's adopted us as his children, we can call him dad. You know, we can call him father. He's close to us. So regardless of your earthly father situation, uh, we all have a heavenly father. And that's good news for all of us today. And another thing we want to do uh, today is is honor our earthly fathers. Um and many fathers are heroes. I would say most fathers are heroes, absolutely like legends. And uh, honoring our parents is a biblical principle. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Honor is powerful. And often it says more about you than it does about the person you're honoring. Uh, it's, it's, it takes a big person to honor, you know. It's, it's important to give honor where honor is due. And number three, for the fathers watching today, is we want to try to be the best dads that we can be. Uh, what an amazing honor it is to be a father. Um, and we'll never be perfect, but we want to be the most Christ-like that we can be by God's grace uh, and his empowerment. And I think we would all agree that the world needs more godly, integral fathers who do their best to be Christ-like in all areas of their life. Uh, Selfless fathers, fathers who live Christ-like, fathers who respond Christ-like. And as Christians, we have been given a God-given nature and a capacity to love and sacrifice as Christ would. Um, And it's part of the new nature that God gives us is that ability to to lay our lives down. And I believe that's a a heavy trait of a a Christ-like father is someone who is willing to sacrifice and lay their life down for another. So in in that light, let's turn to Matthew chapter three. I just wanted to mention that because I know there uh, on a day like today where we focus on something so specific as fathers on Father's Day that that uh, doesn't always take into account the various situations and, and we want to uh, um, be prayerful and mindful for every situation that's represented in every one church because we have a whole bunch of people from a whole different bunch of backgrounds and we love every one of you and we're praying for you and if today's a heavy day then we want to help lift that burden with you. But Matthew chapter three, this is going to be our core scripture today. Verse 16 to 17, it says this, after his baptism, 
as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Other translations say it like this. They say, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. And here we see God the Father declaring over Jesus, my son, I love you. I'm pleased with you. And in this simple statement, uh, God is doing a few things. Uh, One is he is openly declaring in the presence of others, Jesus's identity. Okay, his identity. Uh, We believe God is quoting from at least two Old Testament scriptures primarily, and they are Psalm chapter two, verse seven, that says, the Lord said to me, you are my son today, I've become your father, declaring that he is the son of God. And then also in Isaiah 42, verse one, look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me, declaring that Jesus is the suffering servant who is mentioned throughout Isaiah and particularly in Isaiah chapter 53, which says this about the suffering servant, verse five, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. So we see an open commissioning of Jesus as the Messiah and the authority of the declarer is none other than God himself. Uh, that, that's a pretty weighty character reference. It's like, oh, who says that you're the Messiah? Uh, God? Yeah, that's pretty, uh, you know, like hashtag it, it's over. Um, and a little bit about the uh, the Gospel of Matthew. It's, it's an interesting one because it's probably the most uh, Jewish out of all the Gospels. And I, what I mean by that is it makes the most references to the Old Testament, uh, in particular, Old Testament prophecy um, and uh, and the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. And there is a lot of them. Uh, you'll, you'll often see in the, in the Gospel of Matthew as you read it, uh, statements like, and this happened to fulfill the words of the prophets, yada, yada. And, um, and it's no surprise that Matthew would include this moment, this prophetic, amazing moment in the life of Jesus. And so here we have a direct quote from God, the Father, quoting scripture, identifying Jesus as the Christ. My son, I love you. I'm pleased with you. Declaring his identity. And another thing uh, that's happening is God the Father is affirming Jesus. And my son, I love you. I'm pleased with you. And we all need affirmation from time to time. Words of affirmation declared over us, spoken to us. If Jesus himself had affirming words declared over him by his father, how much more so should we? We need that as well. And we need to hear those words today from our heavenly father. My son, my daughter, I love you. I'm pleased with you. We need to hear that in our spirit today. And whether you've heard it from your earthly father or not, uh, that's kind of irrespective here. I'm talking about we should uh, hear that in our heart from our heavenly father. Uh, And also we should aim to be parents and fathers who speak life 
and affirmation over our kids. I think that's so important. There is power in our words. There, uh, not only in what we say, but also what we've heard. Um, in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. The 2021 translation is, Those who love to type will reap the consequences of many internet trolls and Karens. So, some questions. What words have you been speaking over your children? Uh, what words have you had spoken over your life. Uh, words can leave a lasting impression on, on us and they can demolish or build up our sense of identity uh, and self-confidence, really. Um, and in particular, words that um, are spoken in the presence of other people, which is one of the cool things I love about Matthew chapter three is that God is bragging on Jesus in the presence of others, which I think is really, really cool. Like I love uh, bragging on my kids in the presence of other people. Sometimes I'll just say to Maria, I'll say, hey, you wouldn't believe what Elliot did today. And I'll see in the background, his little face light up like, oh, he's talking about me. That's what I did. There's this something that just adds extra oomph when, when you get encouraged and affirmed in the presence of other people. And words they do, they leave a lasting impression on us. They can build up and tear down. And in particular, words that are spoken in the presence of other people. And really, like sometimes we can just, as parents, be too quick to correct and not quick enough to encourage. Uh, it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So God the Father in Matthew chapter 3, he declares Jesus' identity and he affirms him. And then another interesting thing about this little account here is that right after God declares, you're my son, whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus heads into the desert for 40 days of fasting and being tempted by the devil. A huge wilderness season, a, a time of trial and battle and testing. And I just can't help but think that this moment of identity and affirmation was in fact preparing Jesus for the battle that was ahead of him. The next moment in his life. And, you know, we speak life into each other. We speak life into our kids to prepare them for the battle that's ahead. That's, that's why we do it. We want to build them up so they can face bullies at school and, and, they can, and lies all around them and, and know who they are, what they can do, and what we really think about them. My son, my daughter, I love you. I'm pleased with you you. And we sometimes think that God might give us our, our sense of identity so that we can have like a cruisy life. And no, no, he gives us a new identity and a new nature so that we can dive headfirst into this thing called life, this battle that's before us and be victorious because of who we are in him. So we can stand up, we can stand up full of hope. My son, my daughter, I love you. I'm pleased with you. 
Do you need to hear those words today? Do you need to come to a fresh place of believing that about yourself, about your identity, about your place in Christ as a new creation, about your status as a parent? Uh, I know we're in lockdown right now and we can be a little bit over harsh on ourselves. It's okay. Hey, listen, I just believe in that God would just speak over your life today. I love you. I'm pleased with you. And if you build your identity and your self-worth on anything else, but who you are in Christ, you are going to be massively disappointed. You'll probably struggle from time to time. Tim Keller once said that if our identity is in our work, rather than Christ, success will go to our heads and failure will go to our hearts. My son, my daughter, I love you. I'm pleased with you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 10 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece created anew in him through Christ. This is your identity today. My son, my daughter, I love you and I'm pleased with you. Let's be fathers that affirm And let's allow the Heavenly Father to affirm us. And let's be children of God who stand sure in our identity in Him. Amen. So I would love to pray for us today on Father's Day. If you're burdened or hurting, maybe, or even if you're happy and celebrating, uh, if you're struggling as a parent, if you're feeling lost uh, in your sense of identity as a son or daughter of God, if you feel like maybe you've lost your confidence or lockdown has just weighed you down and just chipped away, it has been difficult, you know, just the constant creeping up of restrictions, the constant extensions, the little mentions of future. It's hard. It's tough. We know that it can be tough. If, if, if you can't see the good you're doing as a parent, I want to pray for you today. And listen, the first disciples that you need to raise up as a parent as a dad, are your kids. They're your kids. And I would say in many ways, the last disciples you'll be raising up are your kids. Every other position in your life you pass on, you eventually succeed to someone else, right? Or succeeded, sorry. You pass it on to someone else, except your role as a dad or a mom. So let that sink in today, that this is a great privilege. Let, let us know that our identity is in him today. Amen. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, we come before you, our Heavenly Father. And Lord, I know, I don't know every situation that's before us. I don't know every person's father, earthly father situation, but you do. You were there in every moment. You see everything. You know every bit of grief. You know every bit of loss. You know every bit of celebration. And Lord, I lift up all of your people watching today 
and joining us today online. And I pray your peace over them. I pray your hand upon them. Lord, I pray specifically for dads, Lord, that they would rise up in their identity, that they would be fathers who affirm. And most of all, Lord, that in this moment, during this service, that you would speak fresh, a fresh word into our hearts that we are your sons, your daughters, and you love us and you're pleased with us. Not because of how great we've been, but because of how great your grace is. I just pray for weights to lift off people in Jesus' name. And I pray that the rest of this day, the rest of this week, would be full of life and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And maybe you're watching today and you have not uh, accepted your new identity in Christ. You haven't started following him. Can I just say, uh, wherever you're at today, you need Jesus. Man, we all need Jesus. And when we choose to follow him, he washes our sin away. He does. He washes our past away. He gives us a new nature. He adopts us into his family. We become children of God. We become Christians, not because of how much online church we've watched or how churchy or or religious we become, but no, by the miraculous transformation of a new heart because of God's grace. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for people 2,000 years ago. He died for you. When he rose again, he didn't just rise for people 2,000 years ago. He rose for you today so that you could accept him into your heart. And if you want to accept him into your life today and start that journey of following him, I encourage you to to say this prayer to him out loud as I pray it. I'm going to pray it. And uh, the words are going to come up on the screen. And I want you to pray this in your heart as I pray it out loud. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, we want to help you as a church, whether you're in our area of the MacArthur region or not, we still want to help you. So head to our website, let us know, fill out a connect form, let us know you've decided to follow Jesus. We'd love to send you a Bible, help you on this journey. So everyone, church, have a great week this week. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, and let's have a blessed week.